church what age you were what position you were and look at how God had moved unconsciously we didn't know God was moving us every decision we took was informed by God in the silence behind it and some of us today every one of us where we are today is not where we were when we came in we have seen people grow when primary school secondary school university career profession successfully and we have seen them married children born and those of us who are fathers too though we are having some gray hair now but our body is still strong oh yes we are not working with working stick at the age of 60. yeah there are some who are some people at the age of 50 hospital in and out hospital in and out for the rest of their life but we are not so plus the fact that we who god has sent to direct you none of you have had any scandal about apostle williams or mama Oma. you haven't nobody has come to this church and said that we we slept with their girls or slept with their wife many years ago they just want to talk about it nobody has come to say that we stole their money and we did some fraud now we have repented no we don't have such record at all at all we don't I was sharing this with my family when we were coming because of what has happened in the body of Christ. Alright? We are not. My wife and I, who God used to pioneer this church, we haven't got such record. I, when I was young, I made the mistake, slept with a boy or slept with a girl. It did not happen. It did not happen. As God guided the lives of every one of you who are the senior youths now, God guided our life too because we were born in a church that preaches godliness now it's it's a church like that will reduce your regrets in old age i will get it now so if we say has god done anything for us yes it is not as the enemy thought that your life is if your life is as the enemy thought where will you be today there is a strong tower in Christ with tabernacle that the righteous run into it and they are saved. So we have the rest of our days till the anniversary to be praising God. We go from one praise to the other high praise. And so if we have spent an hour praising God in every meeting, be warned that that is what we will do. We will thank God. I want to just lift up your voice. Thank God for yourself. Thank God for everything God has done for you. This house have the cause to thank God. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. Thank God for the person beside you. Thank God for his mercy. Father, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Jesus holy name we had prayed welcome the person beside you in the name of Jesus Christ 
Hallelujah. Choir, thank you so much. You may take your seats. Put your hands together for these people. Look at the morning stars and the, and the what do you call the girls again now? Jewels in the crown. On my birthday on Friday, they blew my mind up. <laughs> I will confess to you now. I have a confession to make. <laughs> I have a confession to make. When those kids came to the podium with Tom and Jerry, suit and bow tie and tuxedo and stuff like that, I made up my mind to go back into my music theory. And choir, listen to me too. Those children, I know that you have been doing music theory for some time now. Let me tell you what I went to read again. And I will stop where I finished. Because I decided that if I take a lecture, two, two topics of a lecture a day, from going back to stage one again, and then do the exam myself now. Because that organ that is coming, we will play together. I don't want to be looking at organ like this and saying, hmm. and then in my mind begin to say, I don't want that anymore. My mouth has played organ for more than 60 years. Now my fingers and my feet. I expected my organ to be put on there. We will play. So I went to do my fears again. And what I learned since Saturday, it was Saturday yesterday, isn't it? I learned about the stage. I learned about the clef, the treble clef, G, and bass clef, F. And I learned about again that the middle C, which is the ledger note below the treble clef, is the same count from the top of the bass clef. Then I went to read about accidentals. I looked at my sharp and my flat, and I looked at how they are used between the clefts. And then I did exam. That is yesterday. Today, I'm going to go to lesson four. Because those kids were sight reading, and I said that um, they always say that where the old man is, the younger one will meet him. No, my own. If the younger one comes close, I will go for that. That's my own. So in about three weeks, I'll be talking to you on theories of music. Because all of us must play that organ. Where is the organ? Look at the person on the projection. He was not here on Friday. If you are here, I said to put organ there. Have you... I think those young ones are, they are sending us some rays, and we will go ahead. We won't let them meet us. Abi? Uh -huh. If you don't know what Abi is, go into Alfred Williams' Oxford Dictionary. You will find the meaning, definition of that. Last week I was sharing with you about angels, isn't it? Now, because we're having a combined service next Sunday, and next Sunday will be my Thanksgiving service. I will continue on the lecture of angels next week. But because I have informed you about angels, 
it is a good thing for me to just refresh your mind about angels. And then we go into center into Christ. What I want to teach you today, just briefly discuss with you, is this. You have been programmed to become like Christ. That is what I want to teach you. And I will. Once you are born again, you have been programmed to be like Christ. And what we are going through in our life as Christians from the birth until death, we are going through conformality projection. And I will explain that to you to become like Christ. And I want all of us between now and December to set our eyes on who is Jesus, what is Jesus. That is what I will be. Okay? Now, let me help you know this. If you do what I say, success will be very cheap. Success is the easiest thing for anyone in Christ Jesus to attain. Or let me say, success is the easiest thing for humanity, but you have to be in Christ to be able to get it. I'll get that. However, I spoke to you about angels. Angels are mystery to many people. They are fairy tales. However, what is the first scripture that tells you who angels are? Hebrew 1. Let's talk together. Let's talk together. Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> Hebrew 1 14, what did he say? Are not all? Yes. Is this cathedral? I've been mentioning your name in New Cross. You better don't disgrace me. Read this thing, cathedral, we shall we together. Are not? Thank you. Brother Mother read it. Brother Mother read his own version as, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve me who have inherited salvation? Now, can we read it together to ourselves? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve me? Remember, when you read the scripture or any writing, you need to understand the language of the writing. I will get in together now. So we looked at that, recognizing... The scripture says, are not all angels, and we recognize that is a question. Which means, the writer was taken to people who ought to have known who angels are, but they did not know. We agree? Come on now. Then, second thing is this. He said they are ministering spirits. Now, to understand that, what is ministering? Ministering means supplying the need of others. So if you call someone a minister, it's a person that was sent to supply a need to another person. That is what a minister is. So when the Bible says ministering spirits are not all angels created by God to supply your needs. So whenever you pray to God and God answers, he sends an angel. Yes? Are we together now? So every answer of prayer, I tell you, remember this. Every time your prayers are answered, there's an angel in the corner. (laughs) We don't have to see them, do we? No. But of course, we can see them sometime too. They can reveal themselves to us. And I told you what you need to do for them to reveal themselves to you. When I go into teaching you on this next lecture, I want to teach you now, we will go through some basic things. But it is good for you to know that angels are not ghosts. Angels are not scary. Angels are your partners. They walk with you as a friend. Once a person is born again, they all surround you. And they are eager to help you. Eager to help you. Eager to help you. Remember something Jesus told me, and I told you. As a Christian, why should you be afraid of unseen? 
when your God is unseen. He handles the unseen. Jesus Christ is not visible. He's spirit. Alright? And he is the creator of all spirits. So if you are born again, why should you be afraid of demons or devil? They are spirits under the charge of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And angels of God are so envious. Especially when it comes to an issue where a spirit, which is unseen by you, is trying to mess around you. The angels are very, very angry waiting for a godly instruction so that they can act. If you're a Christian. That's why he said to me that, but why do I have all these problems? I'll help you understand it. Because the Son of God have to go through the same procedure to earn it before the Father. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I will get there now. Second thing you mustn't forget, because we need it in this new discussion, is this. Behind every vision is an angel. Because vision is something that God gives, isn't it? Yes? Revelations, what is that? Behind every vision there is an angel. Revelations chapter 1, verse 1. Good. Let's look at it, please. Revelations chapter 1. This thing I'm telling you, write it down, memorize it, say Revelations, Revelations. chapter 1, verse 1. Revelations 1, 1. Finish. The other one also is Hebrew 1. You remember the date of my birth? 14th, 11. You want me to tell you the year? But you know it already. So, Revelations 1, 1, what does it say? Shall we read it together, please? Yes. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. That's interesting. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, revelations belong to Jesus. I will together now. And it says, which God gave him. So the source of revelation is God the Father. But it is given to the Son. Correct? And then it says, God gave it to Jesus to show his servant. Look at that word servant. It's plural. Isn't it? Yes? So you and I are part of the revelation. Because that is the recipient of the revelation. Servants. It was not sent to John, one servant. It was sent to servants. All who serve God. So the revelation of Jesus is given to all who serve him. Yes? But Jesus received it from the Father. Look at John chapter, chapter, I think it's chapter 16, verse 12. Shall we read together? I have much to say. The next verse. Yes. Then the next verse says, 
Can you see what treasure you have as Christians? Look at the next one. Oh. So, that verse is what we want this in this lecture. All that the Father has is whose? It belongs to Jesus. It all belongs to Jesus. Yes? Go back to Revelations 1.1. 1, 1. Everything that God has, He had committed them to the hand of the Son only. And it is only the Son that can give it out. So anybody who doesn't have the Son can never have what the Father has. Because it's only through the Son of God, Jesus Christ, you can receive what the Father has. The Father will not talk to any man except through His Son. Because He has entrusted Him as a trustee of His estates. So if anybody says that I serve God and you don't serve Him through Jesus, you are not serving the God who created heavens and the earth. You are serving an idol. It does not matter what the name your religion is called. I will together. And that is the reason why. It is only the Son who can perform miracles. It is only the Son who can see what the Father does. And that is the reason why it is only in the name of the Son that the Father can answer prayers. So, all the Father has, He has committed to the Son. And in this scripture, it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ is the owner, who, which God gave Him, God is the source, to show His servants, all who believe in the name of Jesus, what must soon take place. So, we will, I will give you an exa- a, a task to do, all of you. What will happen on the election of England on December 11, December chapter 12, is 12. December chapter 12, what will happen? You can know it. I want, to, I want to help you. I know it. I can tell you who will win the election. I was told by Revelation Channel to come and talk about it. So, but because of the fact that, you know, human knowledge is a corruption. When I went into law, it handicapped me. But I have to look for a way to beat the law and see, say what I'm saying. <laughs> I will talk in coded language and you will know who will win. I have been talking really for three months about him. And I told you that he will win. And I told you that you can't change it. Are we together now? Why are you looking at me like that? Okay. Both of us now will do the journey together. Holy Spirit will reveal to all of you what will happen in England thereafter. Hmm? We are relevant to the future of the United Kingdom. But you cannot take your place if you, are not, if you don't know what God is doing. And that's what I am for, to inform you and to help you to close up gap and so you can hear God. Before I finish my lecture, you will know exactly what to do. And you will hear God. Amen. I say you will hear God. Amen. If you were here on Friday, you will recognize something happened to me. When I went to the pulpit to pray for you. And I began to ascend from plane to plane until I stood in, in the presence of the Father. And when I hit that throne, I began to, my language changed completely. And I was speaking in a tongue I had never spoken because I was in His presence. And He was telling me a few things, a number of things to come. And then 
I seize the opportunity whenever I'm in his presence to make proclamation over you. Because anything you say in the presence is binding on earth. And so I use that opportunity to prophesy over you. And you will see shift in your life immediately. Are you with me now? Look, what happened to me that day is not because I am more prayerful than you, you know, but it's because of the office God created me to stand. That's a privilege of the office. All right? It doesn't happen just like that. It's a privilege of the office. But those of us who are sent by God to sit in such office, um, we are a blessing to the church of God and also an inspiration to God's people that you can form relationship with the Father so much more and discover the purpose for which He has called you and understand the code and language of spirits so that you won't miss out from Him. I will together now. And that's the purpose of our meeting this morning. However, every revelation is from the Father and the Son is the one who is the custodian. And then He sends, He gives you to servants, those who will serve Him. And it says, God gave me to show his servants what must come to pass, must, must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, one, John. And I think there's another thing we learn from there, that when God gives Pastor Akonde a revelation, it's for the, for the consumption of all of us. Are we together? He gave it to one person for all servants. Yes? So therefore, you will receive for every one of us. As I will receive for every one of us. We agree? Yes, we agree. Beautiful. Let's go further now. What is about Jesus and what was about John? In talking about this for a few minutes, you will see who you are once you are born again. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone be in, he's a new, all things are, all things have become. So, if anyone being Christ Jesus is a new creation, all things are passed away, all things have become new. Remember when I was teaching you last week on, you know, disciplining yourself to the spiritual realm that you can easily flow in the realm of spirit. I said to you, I'll be teaching you about the difference between spirit, soul, body, heart, and mind. Did you remember that? Okay, so when you get born again, spirit, soul, body, heart, and mind, they are all different. When you and I got born again, somebody who came in here now was a sinner and he accepts Jesus Christ. Does his face change? No. Does he look different to how he looked when he came in? No. So your body does not change, but certainly there's a change. But the change in that person will affect the mindset of that person. Correct. If he was a murderer before, he cannot leave the pulpit and go and kill. Because he is a new creature. What brought him to salvation is that <clears throat> he recognized that he's a sinner. And he saw his past life in a spectrum. 
And he felt so sad that he ever did that. He could not believe that he did those things. If he was a prostitute who sleeps just with men at random, he would feel so disgusted about herself. She would feel so. If he is a man who is always going about sleeping with women and bashing people and stuff, he will feel so frustrated and so disgusted about the act. That is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Anybody who did not have the conviction cannot claim to be born again. So there is a conviction that comes by the Holy Spirit. That you see all your past life that is terrible and is stink to you. You regret that you ever lived like that before. All those people who go about backbiting, lying, deceiving and so you When you encounter salvation, you just feel so bad, feel so sad that... And you will know in your heart that if you had died just a minute before salvation, you would have gone to hell. That conviction is by the Holy Spirit who convinces your human mind and my human mind. Because your mind is what controls your body. When you die, your mind dies and your body dies. When your body dies, your mind dies. Your body will be eaten with worms, your mind will cease in existence. But, the real person that wears the garment of your body is your spirit. In the center of your spirit is your soul. And to function, to run the mechanism of your soul is your heart. Not this pump, other pump blood. I will talk to you more about that before the end of the year. So, what you are today in human was informed by your mind somebody a good number of young ones here I was saying that we should give God thanks because we saw some of you who are now men and women married and stuff some of you some of you are yet to be married and so but you are men and women we saw you grow from you know five three four here those of you who are just within 30, 35. And we saw you grow from 6, 7, 8, 9. We were encouraging you to go to school. Teaching you like an adult. You know, one of the things I love is that to teach young people to be adults in their brain. I don't teach children different from, from old men. And we see it now, some of them in their Bible studies, which we do every week, when those children are told to go and read Bible and contribute, people are amazed that children of Christ faith, tabernacle, the depth of knowledge they have in interpreting the Bible. Children of 6, 7, they talk, they are bold, and they are resolute. We inform your mind, human mind. Then you grow to the age where, of course, because of obedience, because human mind is influenced by all external factors. From the day you were born, your parents' environment, you grew, your friends, those are the things that inform your mind, plus evil spirits. That is a, a, a natural mind of a man who is not born again. That's the reason why the mind of man who is not born again is full of garbage. Everything that will destroy you, that's what you acquire. Everything that will destroy you. I was talking with my son where we are coming, back, coming from New Cross. You know... And he was expressing to me some of the things I said in New Cross about man. Somebody came here yesterday who has seen me last 26 years ago. And we saw my photograph out there. And he said, oh, he came for a program in New Wine, which one of my friends, he was always good, was doing. 
And he came out for uh, a recess and he saw my photograph. He said, that's, that's Alfred. He took the photograph sent to his wife. He said, you can't believe it. I've seen, I've seen Alfred's photograph. That is his church. They came in. Eventually, I saw him. And you know when I saw him, what he said to me? He said, 27 years ago, 26 years ago. No, 27. That is 19, uh, 19, uh, 1993 to this year, 27. He said, you prophesied to me. And he told me the prophecy word for word. And he said, three months after your prophecy, it happened. And then thereafter, everything you have said has, has happened till today. He said, I'm so excited. Because I couldn't recognize his face. Because it was, all his hair is now white, silver. You know, he's silver. Because I, I'm black. He's, he's a white person. So his own hair is like blonde. But he wasn't blonde when I knew him. So, but his hair now has grown silver. I have flakes of snows in my head, but, but my face didn't change. But his own face has changed. I only, you need to see me when I was, ah, I was a wild man. When I was just preaching in England. Repent or perish. And I grew to recognize that no perish doesn't come like that. <laughs> Repent yet, but perish, keep it in your pocket. <laughs> You know, and people who were with me at that time, you know, they, they wonder, look at that man. That is exactly, that is 1979, okay, that is 1994 or 5, this one. You see that man? It's different from this man. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know why it's different? His soul has increased in knowledge. And his mindset have changed with time. And so, what you are today is a function of your mindset. That's what I'm saying to you. So, we saw you, nothing, and suddenly one of you come and say, I want to study medicine. Another one said, I want to study engineering. Another one said, I want to study this and that. And few years, he came, have graduated. Before we know it, somebody is a chartered engineer. Somebody is a, is, a, is a medical doctor. And somebody is a dentist. One of you even injected my teeth. <coughs> when my teeth was misbehaving, I went to him. <coughs> but I dare not give him my jaws 10 years ago. I dare not do that. He was here 10 years ago. He grew before my eyes. And then suddenly, he said, I've graduated. I said, dentist. I said, okay, let me test your dentist. I went to his surgery when my teeth was misbehaving and he said daddy lie down <laughs> and I lied down he gave me a goggle <laughs> said where it I have to be <laughs> I wore it and he said open your mouth <laughs> and he gagged my mouth and he put some things I was saying in my heart that when you finish I will deal with you <laughs> and then and then he took some machine I have confidence in him. I dare not give my tooth to him 15 years ago when he was running about this church. And then he took something and pumped it into my teeth. He's still there till today. He's there. Hole. When I finished, the hole vanished because he put some stuff in the hole. Put that on the table, not that place. But there is tool. This tool is beside you. Oh, be careful, please. So, are you with me now? But what has happened to him from when he was kid before me and now? 
knowledge. His mind was informed in what he became. So when we are born, from the day we are born to the time of salvation, man and spirit of hell inform our mind. It makes you do everything contrary to God because he wants everyone to go to hell. So some of us just felt that we are terrible people. You know, we are bad people. What made us bad was our informer. Okay? And a number of us have gone into acts that we grew up to, to regret. You know, one of the things is that there are some young ones who say, you know, you don't know what it is to be in our age. You know, what we do now? You are old school. And I said that devil is the one who tells you that there's an old school. There's no old school because there is nothing happening in your age that did not happen when we were at that age. Satan only rebranded it. He just rebranded it. Okay? But you'll find a man called Jesus at the age of 12. He was in the temple with Bible in his head. you find a man called Jesus at the age of 30. He returned the power of the Holy Spirit and the news spread. you find a man called Alfred Williams at the age of 9. He had an encounter of Christ himself. You have a man called Alfred Williams. When he was 12, he had encounters of Christ telling him things that would happen in 15 years time. And they did to took place. You had a man called Alfred Williams at 12. He went to his mother's village and destroyed idols, physical idols, because he read about Jerubal. You have a man called Alfred who grew up not fearing the devil because somebody informed his mind. And he decided to follow. He did not claim too wise before his father. He knows his father had wisdom that he doesn't have. And he knows his father had passed through all the ordeal. Why should he go through the same ordeal? By seeking knowledge from the gray hair, he knows how to navigate himself through all the networks of the devil without being caught in the string. Today I told you, no man under heaven can come up and say, Apostle William slept with me when he was 6 or 7 or 10 or 8 or, or 11. Impossible. Same thing with the Reverend no man. What made the difference is because we had men who instructed us and women who we decided to submit and follow. Let me say this to you. So we had little regrets. And not us alone. You have a number of people like that. I've met some ministers. Somebody said to me that every minister said he had a regret in this and that and that. And he asked me questions. He said, Apostle, what is your regret? And I told him, you are my regret. You are my regret because all these years I've been with you, you don't understand it. You thought that everybody should be reckless. No, there are some people who are not Christians, but they were brought up in a disciplined family, and they followed the discipline. They have little regrets in life, because they, they are people who are brought up by, by noble people, and they, they have noble characters. They are not born again, but they are naturally good, because of the information of the mind. You have others who felt at the age, the same, the same, we are in the same church, we grew in the same church, and you have some youth who felt that, oh, well, you know, this, what's this old people telling us? Today, they are regretting in their old age, while I'm not. They are. Your mind, human mind, is informed by external forces, which are human and spirits. 
Are we together now? And so, that is the reason why we grew up in sin. Nobody taught us we were, were. nobody uh, instructed us, but we are taught by these characters around us. We picked up our things we do by what others do. Are we together now? A woman who dressed naked, where did she find it from? She borrowed a little from the spirit of insanity. You get what I'm saying? If a young girl is growing and she's still young and she felt that by opening up her breast, she will attract men. Common sense should tell her that she will attract men like that too. The men who have the same spirit in them, which is the spirit that makes you naked. Which is a department of the spirit of insanity. Fact, I'm telling you. I am telling you. If I open that chamber, you will not believe what I tell, what, what I will reveal to you. In demonic realm are different departments. And there are various infantries of, of elements of spirits assigned to run each department. And spirits only operate through the mind of man. They cannot access the body of man unless they first control the mind and build what is called strongholds. And somebody who loves to open her breast and her back and stuff, now a man came to him and married her, uh, to her and married her. And then she, she grew up to find a man who, is, who doesn't care about her. And she's saying, that, but God, why did you give me this? No, you, you chose it. God didn't choose it. No, you attracted what you wanted. Because you will understand that to an ordinary person who does not concede to Satan, Another woman who does not do that, who will cover her body and make sure that I, I, I don't... I, they always have this mentality, I don't want to be a useless girl. Am I saying something, women? So if other colleagues of the same age can have such mentality and yet because of that dress comportly, don't you understand? If, if one, the one who feels that, oh, I can just do that, is, is what is called in law, recklessness. It is informed by an external spirit that is informing the mind what is their intention to drag you into actions and attitudes that is abhorrent to God what is the ultimate aim to destroy for the devil has come to kill, steal and destroy John 10.10 so if a man does that and is in the midst of men who are resolute a resolute man does not want to marry a woman who does that because oh this one must be free for all the man will say. Because if the nakedness that should be enjoyed by me is already on the billboards, publicized, then what is my pride to marry a woman whose breast has been seen by everybody? A resolute man will think that way. If he's attracted to such a woman, he will stop it because of the spirit behind the woman. Alright? But the woman who decided to concede to morality will be attracted by men who are moral and with a high moral standard bar. And they will say, oh, thank God I didn't make a mistake. Such women. Therefore, the educator of your human mind is very, very important to your future. However, when you are born again, things will change. 
Because when you were not born again, we were instructed by elemental spirits. Ephesians chapter 1, uh, chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3 tells you that. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. When we were not born again, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live while you followed the ways of this world. That is somebody who is not born again. And also of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, Satan. The spirit who is now at work in who? Those who are disobedient. Disobedient to who? To God. Then the next verse is note of warning. All of us also lived among them at one time. How do you know those who live among them? Gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature. Let me tell you this. LinkedIn is not to open nakedness. It is to show how intelligent you are for professional colleagues to get you employed. And people want to employ people go to LinkedIn. They see you dress rough, rubbish. As you, you, let me say something to you. Your appearance commands who your, your personality is. They won't employ you. Even if you fast and die fasting. They will employ you. Gratify the cravings of our sinful nature. Anybody who finds himself that you love to be worldly is because you have lost your salvation or you are not born again. The two can't work by pursuit. They operate by different minds. So when you talk to a colleague in church, and that person is always liking to behave like people in the world, know that he's yet to be born again. He's coming to church. Don't run away from church because one day he will hit you. But if you don't give your life immediately, what about if he hits you with death before salvation? Hell is the answer. Many have gone without remedy. I would get now. Oh, this is what they do. Let's do. <clears throat> Can you imagine if I also joined them? You know, I travel a lot as a minister. There are many ministers who travel, they don't take their wife along. Yes, they are low rager. The Bible say what God has done together, including travel. Let no man put, including travel. Ah, I said, I said, before you know it, they have gotten involved in some girls in where they travel to. Big ministers, big names. And then before you know it, uh, uh, church, I am sorry. I am sorry because uh, we are all flesh and blood. I'm not part of your flesh. And that kind of bad blood. And they try to justify their misdemeanor by, by hiding under. The Bible says anybody who would be a minister should be an example. So if you have not overcome temptation such as sexual immorality, talking lavishously, backbiting people and slandering people behind, you are not supposed to even subscribe to be a minister. Because it's not expected of those who are born again. Anybody, therefore, who gratify the cravings of the sinful nature, follow the desires of and their thoughts. Did you see that? Like the rest, we were what? By nature, object of rot. You know that thing talked about, you know, obligation? Then it talked about breach of obligation. Then it talked about consequence of breach. 
Look at it. You are obliged not to follow the sinful ways of this world. You are obliged not to follow the cravings of the flesh. However, for those who have breached that and follow the craving of the flesh, it's written, consequence, object of rots. Satan can do anything he wants with them. They can build a heavy life, brilliant life, expecting glory in the morning. They wake up into ashes. Because they are objects of rot. They have dissociated themselves with godliness and aligned themselves with ungodliness. Thereby coming under the rule of Satan, he says, the kingdom of here. They have come under the dominion from where they have been delivered by Christ. And of course, when I talk to you about dominion, I help you understand. Dominion talks about jurisdiction. If you are not under the dominion of Satan, you are not under the jurisdiction of Satan. So every law of Satan is not binding on you. Neither could every retribute and punishment of Satan be binding over you. Colossians 1 says, you have been delivered from the dominion of darkness, being translated into the kingdom of his son. However, Ephesians say that all of us who live together... Among them, that is, worldly, those who are worldly, gratifying cravings of our sinful nature. So, Ephesians says, anybody who is born again who is supposed to walk according to godliness, if you now follow this old way of life, you have relieved yourself or relinquished yourself from the dominion of Christ. You have come back under the dominion of darkness, however, which means every law of Satan is binding over you, every power of Satan is enforceable over you, and God cannot help you. Why would God cannot help you? God is an equitable God. He will allow you to be punished, to suffer hardly, really double, so that you may run back. So, if you are under such affliction now, prayer of deliverance cannot deliver you. The only thing that can deliver you is to change your mindset and run back to the cross. The moment you come back to the cross, jurisdiction change hands. Therefore, the laws of the old jurisdiction is what we call non grata. Let me help you know something. I am your pastor. Have you seen me cringe before the devil before? <laughs> it cannot happen because of where I walk. I am more exposed to temptation than you. Do you get me now? I counsel people who have good head. I counsel people who have bad head. I counsel people who come for counseling. I counsel people who come to test power. I counsel people who want to come and listen for direction. I counsel people who believe that they can still get this man to commit sin with them. I do. I would mean that. So, I know fully well, like you should know, that if you can dissociate yourself from the company of righteousness, you will instantly be magnetized into the company of ungodliness. And dissociating yourself from righteousness and joining hands with ungodliness means... You are throwing the, 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 you are changing the rightful owner of your own jurisdiction. That is, you are leaving the jurisdiction of God into the jurisdiction of darkness. And when you do that, God cannot stop the devil 
from doing his work, which he assigned him to do. He says, I created the ravager to work what? Havoc. Am I with you? Yes, sir. Satan will not overcome you. Amen. Your mindset. So when you get born again, what did the Bible say? Look at the book of First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. First Corinthians 2, 16. Shall we read it together? Stop. Is this not cathedral? Calm down. Read now for me. many have the mind of Christ with you have answered me? If you are born again, you have the mind of Christ. Now let me help you. Someone says, but I have the mind of Christ. Why am I not in functioning? Let us look at this statement. It says, who has known the mind of the Lord? And that's the first sentence. It tells you and I that some people can know the mind of God. And that is you and I. That is, you have the ability to do so. You have the potential to do so. For he says, who has known the mind of the Lord but you? So you are among the bots who can, isn't it? Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Second thing is this, anybody who has the mind of the Lord has the mind of Christ. Say amen. amen. But because the Bible says you have the mind of Christ, and because of that you can instruct the Lord, but he also says that you know the mind of Christ. Does that mean that when I said today that, you know, tell me what will happen in the election of England. Not everyone knows. Tell me what will happen next year. Not everyone knows. Believers I'm talking about. I want to close this meeting by helping you understand how you can, how, what is needed for you to be able to know those things that are hidden. I would together now. But you must agree with me here. Who has known the mind of the Lord? The mind of the Lord can be known. Amen. Did you get me together? Yes, Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. We can know it. Second thing is that who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? We, may, we can instruct God. To instruct doesn't mean to command. miracles that have happened among you here or in my meetings across the globe what is it? I said Lord I command this sickness to be healed it is God, that is an instruction God obeys and answers his why, because it is in the line, it is in line with the mind of Christ Jesus said in the book of John chapter 5 verse 19, he says, he says put it there, we'll come back to this one, so that it doesn't seem as if I'm just reading what is not Verse 5.19. Read it together. So, yes. So, the, the, the son, is that whatever the father does, the son does also. Yes. But Jesus healed, raised the dead. Now, somebody stand up here and tell me where in the Bible it shows you that God came down and raised the dead. Show me one. You won't find it. 
And Jesus said, whatever the father does, the son does also. Which means that Jesus was able to see among the dead bodies, the one the father raised before he went there. So, if the father has settled it in heaven, I make it happen on earth. So, when we pray for the sick and say, be healed in the name of Jesus, and I say, oh, somebody, oh, let me tell you, the man who came yesterday from Bradworthy, he was reminding me about the crusade for Southwest England ablaze, which I told leaders just a few minutes before he came that we are going to go back to. Okay? In that mis- mis- mess, uh, that, that, when we went to, to Brassworthy, 1993, a man who hosted me, all right, he asked me when I first came in. He said, we heard that your father was a wizard. I said, yes. He heard that we heard that God do a miracle through you. I said, yes. He said, do you believe in miracle? I said to him that... I that I'm standing. Ah, I know it's me. <laughs> I said to him, Look, has it been that Jesus did not save my father? And I'm in England. And I'm in your house. You know what I would do? I would just show you by Satan that there is miracle. Because when my father saw the devil, he's always looking for trouble everywhere. You do him good, he will do you evil. Because the spirit that walked inside him is to do evil. You know, when, when he afflicted some people and they were afflicted, he said, I thought you are a man. Why should you accept affliction? I thought you are stronger than that. Okay, remove the affliction. I said to the man, like, what are you talking about? You are lucky. I am a miracle. The man said, all right, Alfred. I said, no problem. <laughs> he said, will I see miracle tomorrow? I said, if you, are, if you behave yourself as a good boy, you will see miracle. He was older than I then. However, little did I know that he was born without testes. Okay? Born without testes. So he was registered handicapped because he doesn't have testes. He has scrotum bag, no testes. He was married too. You understand? So which means no baby in that house. Yes? Because the wife married him knowing that he doesn't have testes, knowing that he's registered handicapped. So however, the next day we went out, he drove me to the crucifix ground. And he was telling me, asking me so many questions. He's a Christian. I won't mention his denomination. He's an English Christian. He was asking me so many questions. Some people think that it's Africa, God do miracle. You don't know. Wigusword was not an African. It, the word Wigusword is not, is not from Bagura. It's not from my mother's village. I think it's an English word. <laughs> John Wesley is not from Abeokuta. I think he, he, he is an English word. I, I, I can be telling me, you know, when you see something, someone said that because they have a lot of problems in Africa, that's why they see the miracle in Africa. Who told you don't have problem in England? For three and a half years, we don't have a head in UK. Is that not enough a problem? more than African problem. Witches and wizards and warlocks in this place. Is, is, wizard, is that, is that Yubo language? Or Swahili? Uh, devil is not, is, not, is not African language. Devil means English. It's English, isn't it? If it doesn't exist, why do they have his name in the vocabulary? Hmm? However, we got to the crucial ground. And the man sat down. No, he wanted to see miracle. Because he believed when I preach and finish, I'll pray for the sick. And when I was preaching, the Holy Ghost said to me that there is somebody here who does not have testicle. He was born without it. And that was him. He hadn't told me. I said, Receive in the name of Jesus. And then when I said, Receive in the name of Jesus, I said, 
standing and he screamed ah! and he ran to the toilet holding his testes. He ran out from the toilet. He said, I have testes, I have testes. <laughs> Miracle does not know shame. <laughs> he almost pulled down his trousers to show us his testes. <laughs> the testicles. Ah! So when we close and we are going home, I said, do you believe in miracles? He said, I do. <laughs> he said, Alfred, Alfred, I do. I'm sure the dinner we had that day was a special dinner. I'm talking about your mindset. To heal the sick, you must know what God is thinking about the sick. If you can access the mind of God for your future, you will not go into a wrong course. If you can access the mind of God for your future, you will marry a wrong wife. You will marry a wrong husband. You won't choose a wrong career. I told you when I was young, like you, Jesus took me to heaven and showed me my marriage dates. Okay? Look at my wife. When, when, she, when, we, when we started CFT, there are some people who were working with my, my wife in Nigeria Airways who heard about the church and they came. And when they found out, they said, ah, no wonder. We call her the, the girl with the little Bible. Whereas, you know, a good number of girls that were together in Nigeria, they are free for all. If she had lived like them, it would have been shame on you and I. Today. I, I, time is gone. I would have told you so many testimonies. There's one of the directors who, who insisted that he, would, he must have sexual intercourse with my wife, and she refused, and she was fired by that director and i wrote the appeal against it but i wasn't a lawyer then if it was today his head would be off his neck his head would be off his neck i tell you but i was a senior staff in wimpy and i used a senior staff handbook to write a representation and then they restored her back but that man you won't believe it after the man was retired and my wife had joined me and CFT has started. We were at the airport one day, we met him. And my wife was not ashamed to go and call him, Captain, 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 Captain. He said, the girl with the little Bible. And I went and I shook his hand. He said, you are the lucky man who married this woman. And you know what I said to, to him? I knew it all. So that he would recognize that I knew what he did can you imagine when you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you you will prevent many regrets in your older age you have the mind of Christ so therefore in closing how can you operate the mind of Christ in you to the fullest let me help you know this. The mind of Christ is so vast. And none of us have reached the fullness of it. Really, I don't think. Though the Bible says that we'll reach the fullness of God. But I don't think there's any one of us that may reach the fullness of the mind of Christ. But we can reach a full mindset of Christ. I <laughs> we together now. In God... When you think you have got to a height, in a short time, God will soon show you that there are higher dimensions by some staggering thing He will do. 
that will humble you. When you reach that height and you continue to seek him, in a short time he soon show you that he has a deeper way to go that will humble you. So we will never exploit it. We can exploit it, but we will never get to the end of it. But therefore, you and I, if you set your heart daily to become like Jesus, so that that informs everything you do in behavior, in reaction, you will see how you will grow in the knowledge of his mindset. If you don't let other people influence you, okay, negatively I'm talking about. If you can read the word of God richly in your heart and you die to this world, excuse me, excuse me, when you pick a woman to marry, what does it matter others? I mean, common sense. I think any man who has been married and he goes to another woman, he is borrowed from the spirit of insanity. It is a peculiar fundamental mess. Let me tell you something. Because people who made such mistakes for many years, and now they are influential. The girls are coming out, now women. That when I was at the age of X, this one slept with me. So Satan is using that to shipwreck all what they have built in their lives. Are we together now? So, 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 so. the same thing. If somebody is a friend or a Christian or non-Christian, and you see them in ungodly act, and they are trying to rob you into it, like they are talking about somebody else and talking him down, talking her down, and stuff like that, and you sat there to hear it, does that mix with common sense? Excuse me. The person they are running down, and their adrenaline is pumping to the place of anger. He's somewhere else sleeping, or thanking God and worshiping. And the report that is going from you to heaven is evil, and the person is before God. You consider it. Consider it. Let me help you know this. I told my son today, when we're coming down, you know, anybody who does not have ambition in life is devil's workshop. Satan will give you ambition. Talk, 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 talk. That does not. I said, look, as I am so now, I finished my fellowship exam in administrator. I have registered to do New York Bar next year. I have registered to do my solicitors next year too. Because I didn't go for solicitorship because I wanted to do my LLM, which I finished very well, then go to arbitration and go to the end of arbitration, which I've done now. There is no more thing to read in arbitration for me. So now I can do my professional exams in law. However, I registered for no Yoruba. I registered for solicitors exam, and I am planning to go back to Cambridge to do master's degree by next year October. Then I have crusade everywhere in the world. I have to think about CFT Church. I'm writing manuals for you to use in the new year. As I gave you Bible to read every morning and night, I must read also. I am preparing for 30 years anniversary and I have other things to do. How can I have a space in my day to talk rubbish? You come before me and begin to run me. I will. <laughs> I tell you, it's because of law I will not hit you with my fist. I cannot associate with time wasters. I have a loss in my life. And I'm not growing younger. 
I told my, my son on my birthday, and my daughter on my birthday that when my father was my age, unfortunately, the man was telling me that he will soon die. He says, you will not expect me to be your father for life. He says, I have done what the father should do for you. I'm now in my 60s, I'm going to my grave. And I said to him, Dad, stop talking about that. You're not going to any grave. And he said, you this boy, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> he said to me, I'm sorry for you. I said, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We handle it when we get there. I said, if I had known, I would have sat him down to ask for some more information, which after he died, I couldn't wake him up to ask him. All what I know from him is not useful to me. But there are other things I would have asked for my dad, but I assume that he's not going to die. Are you with me now? So your time is your life. The association that you follow has to do a lot with your tomorrow. Blessed is the man who works on the counsel of the wicked. You know, for you who are members of CFT, someone says to you that, I have left CFT, follow me. They will never have a resting place. You won't find a church like this. Go anywhere in London. I allow you to go. You cannot. You can't find a church like CFT. I can say that proudly. Hello. I can say that to you proudly. Unto who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? We went through storms. We went through sorrows. But we were not detracted. We went through tribulation. We did not hate any man. The man who came yesterday was telling me how he, after the crusade I did, they went and planted churches all over the place. And then the people that they appointed to be pastors, all of them, 12, left him at the same time. And the whole church that they took, we said, God is calling me, God is calling me. He said their churches died eventually. But the work that he started was weakened. I said, it's not so with me. People left me, but my work is strengthened. Why? He said, what? I said, yes. I said, two. He said, why? I said, two things. Number one, I did not hate them. For doing what they did. Number two, I know the one who called me. He had told me, I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail. Whether man or spirit, they cannot prevail. I have command from me. I am bold anywhere I go. I can plant church in the shrine of the devil anywhere in the world. It will grow. And I said to him that, you know, because when they struck, did Jesus not know? He knew he was watching, what will I do? And I will not fail him. What would Jesus have done in my position? I did it. Okay? Wind me up, wind me up, wind me up to sin. I will not sin because when the wine Moses up, you read it last week, he lost Canaan. My, my family don't like me. They hate me because of my God. Let them remain. Because where I'm going, we may not get there together. I didn't come here for family. Oh, my husband let me before God for Jesus. You are not the first one. Let him remain where he is. You follow Jesus. You, you did not know him from birth, from Adam. Hey, my father is not there for me. If he's not there for you, be there for yourself. We have people that their father died when they were babies. And they became important dignitaries in the world. God gave you fathers in the church who are Romo there. So I said to him, it is your mindset. It is your mindset. It is your mindset. Someone say, I'm going, I'm going, let him go. He come back. When he come back, welcome him. Don't ask him, where have you been? Full stop. Did I not tell you so in CFT? Anybody who has been, who had left CFT, he says he's coming back. Let, when he come back, don't ask him that. Ah, we haven't seen you for long. What are you looking for when you are saying things like that? You don't have work to do. 
But we haven't seen him for long. Now that you see him, what is your not seeing him for long do for you? If you have that information, tell me the good thing you will do with that information. You will, you will, you, when you know where he has gone for long, you will pay for it, Abby. <laughs> Somebody has come back, he's come home. Hey, please, I'm sorry, don't be sorry. We are now here. Let's go along together. That is the mind of Christ. Eh? They are wearing trousers that is falling in their, in their bumps in, 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 you know, uh, in this city. <laughs> I, will not for work, I will not work in the council of the wicked. And young men are changing the way they work. And they work like that. <laughs> it will not be my portion. You know, when Spirojara is dancing in the top of the, of the dirty water, the drummer is at the bottom. Get it, get it, they call it. <laughs> oh, my mates are cutting a, a, a type of hairstyle. No, the way my head is cut, if they cannot copy me, I can't copy them. Okay? Hey, they are wearing this. This is the, the Vogue now. I am the Vogue. The way I am, that is the Vogue. I would mean now. Somebody is wearing their white. Don't you know that there's a spirit that speaks to their hearts? Those designers. That's why Christians should go and design. If they are designing skirt that is up like this for women, you cannot wear it. You should not wear it. You should not even think to wear abomination. Or clothes that will open the hole of your, your, your chain. You are not supposed to think about that. If you do, Satan got you. And demons will follow you. And God cannot help you. Because it's your choice. Look at me now. Do I look ugly? Or do, if I call mommy out now, ever she's beautiful. Her beauty is not in opening her breasts about and opening her laps and showing people how lappy the laps are and stuff like that. No, 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 that's not where the beauty is, man. How does she look beautiful? God glorify her. Mama, I tell you this now. She may not want me to say this. You think that... Her hair is all black. <laughs> One day, she will show you. <laughs> I don't have anything to hide from. That's why you see me like this. I also will have put something on my head and milk you. So that my, at least my nose has not wrinkled yet. So I look like a young man. I am young man. Young man. Young man. I only discovered recently that all my muscles are gone haywire. I used to punch before, and I punch the punching, but it doesn't punch me, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. The little life we have, we must decide not to allow Satan to be glorified. You are the temple of God. The very place where the Spirit of God dwells. Are we together? Get this in your hearts and we'll go on a journey of revelation together. Between now and December, begin to ask the Lord what will happen in England, what will happen in England. Purge yourself of everything that is earthly in you. Don't regret your past, but determine for your future. Your past is gone, but your future is yet to happen. God does not keep record of past to a man who repents. A man who repents is a man who turns aside and move. Look, if you attain, if you did not attain um, success when you were young, it's not too late because you are still alive. At any age, you can read any course. I was discussing with Pastor Fumi, um, I think it's last week, and I said I wanted to go and do AAT. I don't know what they call it, AIT or AAT. Eh? Accountant. 
AAT. Uh, she told me that, no, 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 Apostle, you can't do AAT. That if you can't do AAT, why can't you do ACCA? I said, which one is ACCA? Tell me. <laughs> and she told me that ACCA is professional accounting, AAT is technician. Ah, no, I don't want to be a technician. I won't go and join a career and be a technician. That is not my mug of tea. For the Bible says that you'll be head and not be tail. You'll be on top and not be. So, this week... I'm applying to the ACCA, ACCA, <laughs> and see what they offer. Someone says that, Apostle, you know, can you read all these things together? Uh-uh. You know, the time you are using talking, 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 I'm reading, reading, reading. These <laughs> are two different things. The time you are you're going, I'm going to go and visit uh, brother because you don't have a job to do. You are going to visit somebody who has a job. You go to their house, they are not in because they have gone to school. And you go back to your house. That time that you are walking warmly about, I am reading something. I am adding values to my life. Someone says that you are old. I'm not old. <laughs> Moses was 80 before he started ministry. I'm not 80 yet. Hear that. Don't rank me among old people. I will not accept it from you. I'm not a senior citizen. I am an average citizen. Hallelujah, somebody. I may use Freedom Pass, but I'm free before Freedom Pass came. Amen. It's not Freedom Pass that made me free. I am free. Hallelujah, man. Freedom Pass only gave me opportunity to be going about in buses and telling those who don't know Jesus who Jesus Christ is. We have a milestone to go. Let's stand up together. We are going to pray for the grace of God to strengthen us. UK is waiting for our voice. They are waiting for our manifestation. And we are going to pray for one another. The Father, strengthen me in this race. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord to strengthen you. Tell the Lord to strengthen you. If you know you have gone away from the Lord, tell the Lord I'm sorry. And ask Him to strengthen you. Oh Lord my King. Let the spirit of repentance come into us. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I want to pray one more prayer in the book of Philippians 2.5. It says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ. We are going to ask the Lord, change my attitude to your attitude. Shall we just pray? Let the attitude of my mind be totally changed to the mind of Christ. Help me, Lord. The way I reason, the way I see things, the way I behave. Change me inside out. Change me inside out. Tell the Lord, transform me completely into the very image of Christ. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord.
Let me be a sacrifice. Holy acceptable. Let me be a sacrifice. of your people as you enter new week today and this year is running to an end I ask and say that in this week a book of remembrance shall be opened concerning you what you sought from God from the month of January what you set before yourself and before God to attain before the end of this year. I say, help will come for you from heaven. You will achieve them. The Bible says, for God is able to do exceedingly above all we can ask for. Because you have asked from God. The Father in heaven will take over the spindle of your life and take you beyond what you have asked for. <coughs> he will turn your mourning to dancing. He will turn your sorrow to joy. I say he that enables Israel. He will send his angel ahead of you. They will make way for you and bring you to where he has prepared for you. The powers of this age will not be able to hinder you. Those of you who have been in the clusters of Satan, I command the devil to lose hold in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I stand in Christ in God and say, it is written, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. The plans and purpose of God shall stand for you this year. Between now and December, you will have multiple manifestations from heaven. Everything written concerning you shall be fulfilled. Father, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's take our seats, please, and prepare for our offering this morning. The Bible says in the book of Malachi, I read from chapter, chapter 3. Verse 1 says, See, I'm sending my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. 
Verse 3 says, He will sit as a refiner and purify, purify of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men bring, who will bring offerings in righteousness. And offerings and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone past. In the same scripture, chapter, five, chapter 3 of Malachi, if you read further down verse 6, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. It says also, every time, every, every, ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. And said, then he said, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how do we return to you? Will a man rob God? Yet he robbed me. But you ask, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. It says, you are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that you will have you that you will not have enough room for it and in verse 11 it says and i will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field will not cast their young says the lord almighty then all nations will call you blessed for your for yours will be a delightful land says the lord almighty by your heads please this is the covenant of God which you have given to us. We bring our tithes to you today. I invoke your blessing upon our bands. I command that Devara shall cease, and they will not be able to touch that which you have provided for us. According to your covenant which you have made concerning our tithing and our offerings, Lord, I invoke blessings from on high upon the works of our hand so that all nations will see evident blessing that could be seen in our 